Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Hey, everybody, it's me, Tony Dudzik. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our show. (laughs) It is a hot one in here today. Yes, it is. Oh, my goodness. We're trying to save John a few bucks on the air conditioning. Yep. Um, And, uh,. Oh my goodness! I think it's very comfortable. Yeah, yeah it could have been worse. It could have been worse. That's that's how we should look at things. Yes, could have been worse. Could have been worse. Um, we've got a very special guest uh, in the studio who has already revealed his his vocal. Yeah, r- who is it? Yeah, everybody's gonna know. Who, oh, I recognize who, who that that little voice. I'm Hex from Cleveland, Ohio, and I play guitar for Whiskey There Devils and Forty Five Spider. Okay. Nice. Is it because of the shape of this that you're avoiding it so much? Or I don't. It, it's just. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a little intimidating. I know. It's just kind of like, am just, I gonna yeah, make just, out just, with this thing can, or what? You can, you can just give it a little <laughs> yeah. pushback. So that there we go. Yeah. Just, just yeah. give it a little touch. Touch yeah. too much. There we go. That's perfect. Perfect. There. That's great. Yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, do not ask Hex to sing for you because uh, he will not. Uh, no, go for the mic. He has a lovely singing voice. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. I believe it. it. No, there's a little story about how I found out I cannot sing in public. <laughs> Tell us the story. Okay. Oh yeah, I, one of my first bands, we were playing at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood, and the sound guy for some reason screwed the mics around, and the singer mic was on my mic stand, and the singer had the one that was supposed <laughs> to be for me. <laughs> And I went to do a backup, and to me it sounded like that was the loudest thing ever. <laughs> and there were three uh, girls I remember in front of us, and I saw all of them just make a face like, <laughs> and I just completely just went like, not Seized. doing this anymore. Uh, and that was it. Gotcha. Okay. Well. Well, we you know we we have a couch over there. We can lay down, and, and I will. I, you can just tell me all the problems, and I will. Tell me more about your I think job, that's right? the only thing I have PTSD about. Okay, we can, we can work through that. Yeah. yeah, and soon you'll be fronting a band with five sessions at uh, nine ninety nine a pop. That's right. Okay. Uh, well, as mentioned, Hex is in the shop tonight. He was featured on our Vox one hundred and one show yes, the other sir. night uh, because he's a Vox fiend, mm-hmm. uh, as is Tony. So yeah, very much so. And uh, but aside from that, he's one of our Grand Poobah supporters, and we could not thank him enough for it. Um, thank you. Hey, yeah, the first you. the first time I I heard the podcast, I'm like, you know what, this is pretty cool, especially local. You know, Ohio guys, you got to support that, and you guys actually. Do a good job when it comes you, you to this. You really had to figure out how you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing too is that I know my wife is going to hear it, and she's going to go, "Oh, that's Todd." Every time Todd calls, it costs money. Uh, <laughs> that's true. But shout out to Shannon. Yeah, but you know what? It's, it's like how else are you going to? Unless you're like enslaved to YouTube, watching every single thing. We're on YouTube. You can just listen. And yeah. No, but the thing is, just especially when you're like. You know, like trying to get ideas and want to get what's new and what's out. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best places um, to actually get that kind of information. I appreciate Thanks. that. So does Tony. He's I appreciating do. it right I'm now with a, with, a little, with a little bit of... Uh, boybin. Yeah. Uh, well, we're going to get all into your story. You are a 
fabulous guitar player. Thank you. And I second I, that. We've already shared how we met and everything on yeah. air and everything before you were even on here. So we're not. We won't be. Uh, we're skipping that. Yeah, we're skipping that. Yeah. But it was actually an interesting story. Yeah. Because yeah, when I met him, he never mentioned the podcast. Is this he when never, we're skipping it? <laughs> uh, no, because we never talked. You always talked your side of the story. You yeah, never true. heard mine. Well, wait, wait. Okay, wait. Hang on. Don't do it now. We're going to get into that. All right. You cool. know how we'll, this show goes. Yeah. You listen. We'll, we'll, we'll save it. Yeah, it's save actually it. Save like, it. Save it. Ladies and gentlemen, we it. are glad that you're listening with us. If this is one of the first times you're listening to us, yeah. um, Tony, can you give them a, a, a tee up what we got coming? Tee up. That's my. Maybe that could be my new segment. Oh, tee up, tea up Tony. <laughs> tee up, Tony. Yeah. No, that's from Fool House. <laughs> hey, this is Tony. Welcome to Tee Up with Tony. Yes. And you heard why I can't sing. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. True. That was awful. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. We'll have to edit that. Go ahead, uh, so, Tony. you know, we like to talk about gear. Yes. Plain and simple. We like to talk about amps and guitars and pedals and accessories and all the good stuff and specifically... We like to talk to boutique builders. Mm -hmm. You know, we talk to some big boys too. That's right. But uh, we do some one on ones where we learn something about a very specific. You got thing. a great one coming up in the future. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall. Yeah, yeah I heard about that one. And then uh, you know we, we we invite on people like Hex that support the show and and we, we kind of get their background and information. other movers and shakers. We got some players coming up too. Players. We got Jack Bates. Jack the Bates, oh, yeah. for Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you have to twist Jeff's arm to do that, or did he we had, to get, we had to get permission from Jeff. It was Jeff. his suggestion. Oh, yeah. cool. Wow. Yeah. So he's got a very, uh, he's got obviously an interesting story because his dad is Peter, Peter Hook. Hook. So, yes. Uh, uh, and if you don't know who that is, go look it up and you'll love the tunes. Slash Joy Division and New Order. New Order. Um, anyways, so thank you for that delightful summary, yes. T-Bone McGee. All right. Um, we need to, we got a couple of announcements I want to share. Number one, I got this really nice note. Uh, nice, nice, why can't I say nice note? Nice, nice note. note. I got a nice note. Did you solder it? No, I soldered it. Um, uh, this is from uh, a gentleman named Matt Brady. Uh, he says, hey, I just tuned in and listened to a few episodes. I love the podcast. It's great to hear from the builders themselves. I live outside Akron, ah. which I heard mentioned in an episode, which, you know, that's always kind of kind of cool. Wherever you're, yeah. wherever you're from, you get a little shout out. If you're in France, it's Akron. Yeah. Oh, I, th I thought it was just <laughs> France. Anyways. Uh, and, tra and travel to Columbus for shows every now and again. <laughs> Uh, thanks for producing this informative and entertaining underline exclamation point in bold. Yeah, I mean, I added that. Uh, rock on. So, yeah. hey, thanks a lot, Matt Brady. We really appreciate Thank that. You. We love when people give us a holler and, uh, you know, just tell us what they're up to, what they think of the show. And if you want to throw rocks at Todd, you can do that, too. Yeah, rocks That was apparently Rocks4Todd.com. Rocks for Todd. Uh, rocks... Throwing rocks at Todd actually was the trending subject line for the giveaway for, for <laughs> Copper Town. Oh. <laughs> so uh, thanks for all of that. <laughs> um, and we had uh, a fantastic uh, uh, giveaway with them. So we want to give a big shout out to the winner of the Copper Sound DIY uh, giveaway that they so 
kindly and generously did. Nice. Brad Winters. Brad Winters. Hey. Yes. Congratulations, Brad. Uh, we would love for you to share out what you make with that. I it, because he got the he got the whole package to make a pedal and stuff. Oh, wow. very exciting. Very nice. exciting. Now, uh, does he know how to solder? <laughs> No, it's a breadboard package, oh. so you don't have to solder. You don't, but the the, the point is to then make a pedal. But uh, Copper Sound actually has got a, all kinds of videos, really easy to follow videos, and I don't mean because people are you know stupid, but sometimes you can get into a <laughs> long they, one, or they have my attention span. <laughs> well, yeah, it's that's it's essentially it's short attention span theater for real, and and they don't go like over the head of everything. There's like this is the point. And they break down all of the little aspects of builds. It's really great. They, they're, they're doing a, a really fantastic job of trying to connect with the consumer out there that has an interest level that is not prohibitive. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. So thank you, Copper Sound, for doing that. We're also going to be giving away two, two. pedal boarding, breadboarding DIY kits. I was trying to make sure I said that right. No. Yes, one is probably going to be the the silicone fuzz, and the other one will probably be the overdrive. Hmm. Uh, and those kits are loaded. You've got the board, you got all the parts, you got a power supply. It's fantastic. Oh so, man! Yeah, so that's going to be coming real soon, ladies and gentlemen. That's all I have for now. No, that's not all I have for announcements. You know why? Something why? big happened. I got a, an email, email from our friend Alex Gee ah. from Blackstar. Yes. Ooh. That is correct. And he said, hey, we've got something amazing we're about to break. Let me tell you about this amazing thing. I thought he wanted his broke. stuff back. That's why he was writing you. <laughs> I, I uh, did you send, send that, that back. You I did send it back, back. Uh, you know, no rush or anything, yeah. but it's been Most months. Of it. Most of it. <laughs> uh, anyways, so without further ado, I'm going to not ad-lib here. Okay. Introducing the new St. James, which is the ah. amp that they just have, been, oh. have brought out, plug-in. Oh. Okay. Now, hmm. this is a cool factor. Because it is the most authentic guitar amp plug-in available, according to them. It's 99 bucks. You don't need an amp. If you got a computer, you can make music, period. So you don't even you need, need a any- guitar and a computer. So you can actually load that into like your recording software, and then it's like, it's, that's it? It's that. That's it. Uh so let's see. Uh, our friend Alex Gee, of Black Star Amps, he uh, he's the amazing senior product developer. Yes, he asked us to share this out um, because it is a really big release for them. Um, and you can hear his interview on episode three twelve. By the way, mm. all right. Um, this is uh, designed in house by the same UK R and D team for responsible for the all of their amps. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get the tone and most importantly the feel. This is the thing that they were emphasizing, the feel of a valve amp in a digital space. That's what they've been working so oh, hard on. Wow. So that's if you're digging in, if you're if you're hanging back. Yeah. Uh the the you know, the the mystical harmonics that we like to, you know, overtones and stuff that yeah, we that, like to hear. That's my new band. Mystical overtones? Harmonics. Mr. Mystical <laughs> harmonics. harmonics. <laughs> I like it. 
Um, yeah, it's mystical. Uh, the mystical harmonics and the and the uh, magnetic blooms. They're playing oh, in a couple of weeks. I love those guys. <laughs> uh, anyways, so the St. James amps. They've got they've got uh, two. One is the EL34. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, the classic tones of British crunch, the jaw dropping U.S. cleans. <gasps> um, and the EL34 software delivers warmth, chime, and squash that defined the sound associated with the icons from the 60s. These channels offer perfect pedal platforms and come alive when pushed hard. Hmm. The 6L6 is the high headroom cleans, the iconic crunch, modern high gain. Uh, The 6L6 software amp delivers crystal clear cleans whilst, and at the same time, Channel 2 voice offers modern preamp gain with a British-style passive tone stack, and Channel three, uh, 2 and Voice 2 delivers tight, articulate modern metal sounds with our high-gain overdrive circuit. Highest over, uh, gain overdrive circuits yet. This is loaded with pre-effects and post-effects and an EQ. Um, we'll go into those in the next episode, but just know they're yeah. there, and and they've spent an incredible amount of time developing this. Um, so I would highly, highly recommend going to blackstarplugins.com, and you can actually start with a free trial. Yeah. If you dig it, it's 99 bucks. Yeah, that's super cheap, because yeah. I bought some of this stuff from like Guitar Rig and stuff like that, and yeah, they're not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> And I think the thing to point out here, often you will get, whenever, when you ever have plugins, they're sort of like from either plug-in houses or stuff like that. Yeah. The, what I really like about what Blackstar is doing is it's the same team making all the stuff. The yep. same people that are oh, making that the amps cool. yeah. are making the plugins. The same people that are making the amps are making the amped series, um, pe- quote-unquote, pedals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they're the same team making the uh, the archi- architect software, which is the cab simulation that you can use to dial in all of your, oh, your that's digital really connections. Cool. So you pretty much you have um, everything. It's um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's all coming from the same house. Yeah, and the thing too is that if you're actually starting implementing everything they make together, is pretty much everything's gonna sound pretty much the same. Right. So if you're recording at your desk, if you're playing at a gig. If you are practicing at your at your practice space, all your amp stuff is going to sound the same. Yeah, cohesion is what I was thinking about. That's a good Everything's word. Everything's very cohesive. Yeah. So I was really excited about that. I am uh, just downloaded it. And I cannot wait to check it out. Uh, so take advantage of that. Blackstarplugins.com. I'm actually writing that down as we speak. There you go. So is Tony. Check that out. All right, Alex. Thanks so much. We appreciate you, my friend. And Blackstar. All right. Uh, let's find out what we got going on in our music world this week, gentlemen. Tanya Belonsky. Well, I don't have a lot since I've been working on my uh, helping the guys. The toothy. The toothy. <laughs> Long in the tooth? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> the, the, the toothy, the vision impaired, but nonetheless witty. 
My vision isn't Tanya that here, I'm taking my glasses off. With that note, I'm going to do the podcast without glasses. Okay. I, I wish I could do that. I can't. Todd, I want yeah. you to stop yelling at me. He's pointing at X. <laughs> it's, it's much more uh, effective when you have video running. But I agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we're, we're working on our bathroom at home, and it's a tear out, and it's a mess. But, um, but other than that, it's all great. Uh, but um, I did get some really great news. My buddy Steve. Steve. Uh, Steve. Steve. Uh, friend of the podcast. Uh, he was on our. Was it our? Was it, I guess it that was, was our Gretsch show. Yeah. Gretsch show. And um, yeah, so, that's one show I got skipped out of. So he, uh, <laughs> his, his wife was nice enough to get him tickets to the Roger McGuinn show, which uh, is coming up in Nurk, Ohio. Uh-huh. And uh, she couldn't go, so Steve said, "Hey, would you like to go see Roger McGuinn?" All right. Now, I've never seen Roger before. For, um, for, for those who don't know who Roger McGuinn is, please enlighten us. The, the principal of the, uh, of the birds. Okay. And also a, a pretty great solo career. Uh, he's done some really great stuff. And, um, and, you know, I think he's in his 80s now. So it's, you know, I guess see him when you can. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully, I, I hope that it's going to be every, everything that I've heard live, he's re- still really good. You mean he's using like a lot of synths and stuff? Sorry, I was slow on the yeah. tape. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what he's doing. Anyways. But no, I mean, everyone I've talked to that has seen him fairly recently says he's still got it. He's got a good, you know, voice is good. The guitar skills are good. So I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm excited to see that's coming up later this month on Gee, the 22nd. I'm a, I'm a firm believer that rock and roll keeps you young. Yeah. Yeah. You should start playing yeah. rock and roll, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, you know, like, hell, look at Billy. Billy's what, like 90? Who, our Billy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And look at, at him. Least. He's still, like, freaking, like, rocking out, yeah. like, no, tomorrow. Yeah, Rip Van Whitmire. <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. Yeah. Love you, brother. You yeah. are missed. We missed you yeah, tonight, Yeah, you should have been here. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, enough insider baseball, you y- yodels. Yes. Um, go. That's it. That's it. Thank that you so my, much that. That was my musical That's, world this week. That is great. See how much you listen to me? <laughs> Indeed. Yes. Uh, all right, Tony, what do you have next? <laughs> Hex, what's going on in your music world? Uh, my music world, I actually have some stuff going on. I just picked up a couple of new pedals last week. I just got, and I, guys from Earthquaker, if you're listening to this, you're going to kill me for butchering the name. The Hisumitas. Hisumitas. Hisumi, yeah, the fuzz. It sounds like Mexican beer. But it sounds freaking great. Yeah. And I also picked up a JHS cheese ball. Yeah. Which is another interesting fuss. I'm still trying to work out the kinks on that one. But just like lately, just been getting into fuzzes. And I'm actually updating this Gibson Les Ball special that I bought a few months ago. Uh, just swapping pickups, just putting TV Jones pickups, which always been my favorite even though now Tony's having me check some other stuff out just so I can um, expand my pickup mind don't let me nice. sway your opinion <laughs> yeah no I, uh, Tom makes great stuff there's no doubt about it so um, but uh, but yeah it's fun to experiment with some yeah. other with with some other builders too that's yeah. cool very cool very cool uh, speaking of Earthquaker I'm going to be in talks with Jamie 
I think we'll get them on the show. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because that's out of all the pedals that I pretty much use, Earthquaker is one of the. I'm starting to amass a collection. Let me see. There's a mustache bug on the wall. Oh, ah. there we go. I thought you were pointing at pedals. Oh. And I was oh, what do you have? No, yeah. A bug. Yeah, it's, it's a, a mustache. <laughs> we call them. We, so when we moved here, I'd never seen one before, and it came on the wall, and we completely freaked out. We lost our mind. Oh, they're just we've never centipedes. seen one before. We, before we lived here, and it, it's a it's it looks like a a, a mustache is crawling around on your wall, nah. but the, but they're actually they're they're very very helpful for households. So don't squash those people in Ohio. They don't hurt you, and they take care of all the stuff that you don't want to know about. Yeah, rugs and stuff. Cook them up with some lemon juice and garlic. Mm. <laughs> no, I pretty much somebody has a recipe for those. I bet. Anyhow, um, that's cool. All right, some new pedals from Earthquaker. Um, we're going to get into all the other things that are going on with, with Hex in a little bit. Todd, what about you? Well, Tony, I'm so glad you asked. I'm sure you are. It's um, like, what, what hasn't Todd done with music this week? Uh, yeah, it's actually been a very busy <laughs> week. Yeah, so Valentino's, we've been getting... Uh, uh, we actually have a new um, PR person uh, working with us, and w- I actually got very busy answering all kinds of emails from people. Uh, it's just really cool. We're getting, that is pretty cool. We're getting uh, listings in, in uh, Sweden and Italy and UK and I think uh, Argentina. And uh, then we got a holler from uh, this magazine called uh, Happy in Australia. So... Oh, that is I'm cool. very anxious to, uh, to t- talk to them soon. Huh. Um, I'm holding up the Breakfast Audio Concrete Distortion pedal that we had. So Breakfast Audio was on uh, not too long ago, probably around, I think, around episode 300, something like that. Tony, maybe you can check while I talk in this voice. Talk in that voice for uh, sure. But this is, the, the, the Concrete Distortion is essentially a supercharged rat um, with sliders, and it's got that. It has that um, uh, the brutal, uh, brutalist sort of vibe. The from from the uh, late it, look, it, it looks very sturdy there from the mid to the late sixties into the seventies. Uh, a lot of European, and uh, I think there was a lot of brutalist stuff in like Brazil. Mm. Giant concrete structures that look imposing and stuff. Yes, uh, and for those who are checking, that is uh, episode number three hundred and eight. Ooh, I was close. Okay, so I've been in conversation with uh, Breakfast Audio, and I said, "Okay, you got to send me this when you break it out." And he gave me. He said, "I gave you n- number lucky seven. Oh, oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> That's pretty cool. This looks this like something that came it out. It looks like oh. a robot face. Yeah. Yes. Or something that it came out of the Millennium like Falcon. Face. It's amazing. Uh, this is a dual roller mm. fuzz pedal. And wait, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna hand it around, and and I'm gonna have them do the rollers, and and just listen to the ASMR of them of them actually like moaning. Okay. I, I'm I haven't even plugged it in yet. I just opened it today. Oh, that is cool. Okay. Oh, give it the heck. Give it the heck. There we go. Guess, Guess first. first. Okay. Oh wow. You can actually like do this with your foot. Uh-huh. This so it has one roller for volume and one roller for fuzz, essentially. Yeah. Oh, so pretty Love much it. you just go all the way up and that's it. <laughs> Maybe. 
get one one yeah. one try at it. And you're it, on the inside. Look on the inside. It's got the level oh marks. yes, yeah, yes. 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 <laughs> that is pretty cool. And it's actually nice. like pretty smooth too. I love yeah. it. I love it. It's just it's such a great design. And I and I love that I'm like I'm I've got the first, you know, the the, the two first models that came out and, and from an artistic standpoint, from a sonic standpoint, I it's just really, really great. it's it's a unique element out there in so the, my only the, the critique pedal world. is the first one has jacks Hot on mounts. top. And the second one has jacks on the side. On the lower side. Yes. But that's because those rollers are taking up a, a quite a bit yeah. of room. I, I opened it up. Tony, you should open it up while Let we're talking. Let me do that. Um, because they're not, like, suspended. They're not... Um, so you open it up before plugging it in? Come on, man. Well, because I had to do a... <laughs> un, uh, oh, it's Mr. Mustache is right behind you. Um, there he is. Yeah. What's up, buddy? buddy? Come on over. Hey, now you got to give him a name. You want some whiskey? You name him, Hex. That's fine. Um, anyhow. You're going to call him Pepito, like <laughs> that cartoon. <laughs> Perito. No, Perito. Yeah, but you can call him. I'll call him dog. Pepito. Yeah. He can be the pumpkin seed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I'm just really excited. Like, I, I love artistic things, and um, I uh, this is one of those things that falls into that category. The screws are a little long. <laughs> so anyways go over to breakfast audio and check it out i would if you are into collecting especially collecting not me yeah. no i'm not going to say especially collecting that that that's denigrating the the sonic no uh, you want to you want to just turn this thing yeah, on they, and these make look it like loud. players yeah for sure and they can act they look like they can take a beating too that's that is correct you see the, the little logo that, that lights up there's an led behind it, it says oh ba breakfast audio yeah oh wow those are giant yeah. Holy moly. Now I can see why he had to put the jacks on the side. Yep. Oh, wow. But look, he's got them mounted onto actual uh, rails, rails yep. of uh, aluminum. Oh, that is really Bars cool. of aluminum. aluminum bars, bars of aluminum. Bars of aluminum. And you know aluminum. what? And they don't look like through use, they're going to get stiff. You know, like how like this stuff in the Wawa's and that you yeah. actually need to keep like putting some grease in it. Yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. Actually, it's like... It's, Built pretty well. Yeah. All righty. Hey, you know what we're going to need to hook those pedals up? Especially those oh. two, Tony. Oh, I know what why. Would, what would you use to hook these two pedals up? Without a doubt, I would use Tour Gear Design's patch cables because you need to run cables from the top of one into the side of the other. Yeah. And you need an S-shaped cable. That's like cable. a four-inch yeah. You might actually need a W-shaped cable. You need a six-inch S-shape on that one. For May, real. I think longer. Maybe an eight. Maybe what? a ten. Oh, you can get them all. Yeah. Oh! Just to make sure. I, just they to have be safe. All of it. And just I actually have. That, that's what I use on my boards. I can't be any happier. Nice. Indeed. Indeed. Um, if you're not familiar with Tour Gear, if this is one of the first times you're listening in recent history, these patch cables are dynamite. Uh, yep. They've got an extremely small profile, uh, so they don't take up a bunch of room behind or on the side of your pedal. The cable is flat. It is flat. The, and the plugs are... The, the flat part's important because... They don't want, you're not twisting them. You're not no. bending them in ways right. that they shouldn't be bent. Right. They're made to go around the pedals cr uh, correctly. And you can actually put your pedals even closer just oh, because yeah. of that you lower can profile. Jam them on. Yeah, I think you get easily another pedal or two on your board with, with the for yeah. sure, design. For sure, for so, sure. But you know, Todd. Yes. If you go over to tourgeardesigns.com. For a long time now. And you load up your shopping cart. 
Uh-huh. At the end of the day, mm-hmm. you go to where it says coupon code. Yes. Don't tell anyone this. I won't. I will keep it a secret. And if if anybody finds out, we're gonna go it's, bag and tag hex. It's hex. Well, is it, it, <laughs> when I when I actually bought my first order, I forgot to put that code. Ah. So, <laughs> well, here's so your use coupon. the code. Yes, hex. Use it. Write it. Write it down. You got your pen. Go. The guitar knobs, all lowercase, all one word. Or the guitar knobs. You can write uh, either one. The. <laughs> I choose the. Yes. And you're going to save an extra 10% on what are already very affordable, very high quality. Indeed. I can't say enough good things about them. Well, we yeah. fortunately, we get to do that every week. I will also say, if you are uh, responsible in any way for running a guitar shop out there, hmm. um, they are looking for... Uh, shops to get their product in. Oh, nice. Cool. So make some connections out there, everybody. Okay? All right. That is good to know. Now, thanks, thanks to, to Tour Gear for sponsoring our Four on the Floor. Hex, you want to do it? Let me get a little bit of this. Mm. Uh, wow, I think we need the overdrive mm. pedal or something. Yeah, here. I tell you, dude, it's like it's, it's like it's hard when you sound like a Muppet already and you're trying to make a cool Come voice. On, lean, you can do it. Lean yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want a big one. Here we yeah. go. Big yeah. one. Do it. Let me. Oh, Jesus. Christ. Come on. Dig. Oh, hold on. Hey, wait. It? Tony, give him, give him a. There we go. Give him a. Tell, show him how it's done. Let me get a see, little bit of this. See, that, see, that sounds a hell of a lot better than go with that one. Dude, you can never get me to sound like that. It's like it's gonna be impossible. Okay, we'll do. All right. Let's use that one. Okay. There we go. Yeah. It worked. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. All right. Hex Matos. Yes. Guitarist sir. extraordinaire and coiffure to the kings. <laughs> What's your like four that. on the floor? Uh, my four on the floor, floor pretty much. Um, I'm playing with two different bands right now, so I have stuff I use on each board. So mine pretty much is going to be like, what are my favorite pedals right now? And the first one is a pedal that is made by a company in San Diego, uh, the Nocturne Brain. Uh, Tavo Vega is uh, the builder's name. He makes really cool pedals, especially if you're like into like rockabilly or stuff like that. Um, he makes one that is called the Mystery Brain, the BS301, which he actually uh, started making preamps um, that actually pretty much just dirty up your amp without just being loud. And what it actually it works really good with filter trons and i actually use a lot of filter trons and it pretty much it just brightens up the amp the 301 actually has a delay and it's like a reproduction of the roland space echo mm. and everything is just in one box and actually you got to play with it when you came to my house, yeah, that, yeah, this is that the pink one, yeah, and that thing is just like usually when I'm practicing at home, that's the only thing I have plugged in. I was gonna say because if there's one pedal that probably can do you better than anything, it's probably that pedal. Yeah, like I can actually do 
like a small gig with just that and an amp, and it's perfect. And the second one is from him also, and he just built this for me and got it like a couple of weeks ago. It's a fuzz, and it's called the Fuzz Ray. There's an artist in England called Vince Ray that he does like all these like cool like rockabilly artwork, and um, there's a lot of bands that actually like use him for like t-shirt designs, and he has his own band. Um, and this fuzz is super super cool um it actually has just two knobs but inside it has a diode that you can actually move it around just so you can actually get more or less gain so those are two then i'm actually gonna go with two pedals i'm actually using a lot and they're from earthquaker i'm using the speaker cranker and for some reason, that pedal is like magic with Vox amps. It's like, I don't know what it does to it. Have you used it with other amps? Uh, I only have, well, actually, you know what? I used it with a Tone King Gremlin. Okay. And it pretty much he sweet, sweetens that one up too. It just, you know, like I actually got it to use it as a booze, but I actually just like it just on its own. Sometimes I stack it with a plumes which is my other pedal on the four on the floor okay um it's just like earthquake or just makes great stuff i'm starting to build up a small a modest collection of earthquaker devices pedals and plus they're from akron ohio you yeah know, you gotta support you gotta Absolutely. you gotta support local and everything they make that i have purchased I'm super happy with. Actually, my favorite tremolo is the Hummingbird. Uh -huh. And I have three of them. Nice. Just in case one breaks, it's like you always got to have a backup. So, oh, there we go. See, I'm a <laughs> fidgety person, man. Yeah. <laughs> just like I'm all like, there we go. But that's pretty much my four on the floor right now. Ask me next month that'll be different but right now those are like pedals that are just great and right especially um like the nocturne stuff he makes so many different things mm -hmm. that it's pretty much is like a lot of people that are into you know like gretches and into like rockabilly they know who he is but you can use all his stuff into all different kinds of music uh -huh. it's just that kind of like the that's how he kind of started. Um, but it's, it's like everything he makes is just great. Awesome. It's like I can't say anything wrong about that. Very cool. Very cool. Um, well, I think we're going to learn a little bit more about what you're doing and what you're playing and, and why some of those choices are, are super important and relevant. Um, it's, it's interesting. California actually has a lot of very significant builders of very specific things for very specific yeah. genres especially in the um rockabilly or even like the the folk uh like folk rock yeah uh the sort of the vintage sort of western thing you know with the the high yeah. cuff levi's and all the and the the, the, yeah, the um, bakersfield sound all bakersfield that stuff. Yeah. yeah yeah 
So anyways, um, well, thank you for sharing that with us. Um, and as you mentioned, next week you'll probably have a bunch of different ones. Yeah. And that's the fun thing is like, you know, whatever we get something new, I think we uh, we kind of found a kinship in saying, ooh, look what I got. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's find out more about Hex beyond his uh, four on the floor. Uh, Tony, do you have anything to add before we do that? I do not. Okay. But I am anxious to hear the whole Hex story. The whole story, yes. Um, Hex, why don't you start with the story you started telling bef- before, like, oh, right yeah, before when, we were about yeah, to when, start. Yeah, when you and I met, um, you actually talked about that we met at Rumba Cafe, one of my shows. Yeah. And when we started talking, we, you know, like we pretty much realized that we were, you know, like from Southern California and all that other stuff. So going never, to like the same shows and everything, yeah. didn't even know it. And the thing is that, you know, like he friended me on Instagram and I'm like, oh, he plays guitar because he never said anything about, oh, I play guitar. I do a podcast. None of it. I found all this stuff out, just me, you know, like, it's like I felt like a private detective, and I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> well, hold on a second. He plays guitar. Oh, he has a band. Oh, he has a podcast? That's how I ended up listening to the podcast, just by Todd's promotion that he never did. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you know, I didn't want to yeah. insta-bro too hard, you know? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, like, as soon as I saw it, it was actually like a pleasant surprise, because, and here we are but yeah. i actually just thought it was just hilarious because we talked for like a good hour hour and a half yeah and never mentioned anything about guitars the podcast nothing like that and now that's all we talked about yeah <laughs> this is this is true this is true uh i so it's, what's funny is i i didn't know that i i didn't know that i didn't say anything yeah we you, were too busy just just talking about like you know because it, what are the odds of like two people um, at the same show, living in the same state from a completely different state? Yeah. That we that we were like living extremely close to each other. Yeah. At, like that's pretty random. It is. It is random, and actually, it's more random just to know like how in, deep into guitars you are, because you know like it's rare. Usually, like people ask you about oh, so what is that or what's this, but. You know, like, you guys go, like, into a lot of detail. Mm. And I was actually surprised you didn't even ask me of any of that, <laughs> which it was super interesting. Now, the second time you came over, then we actually had, like, a mini Rick rundown. Yeah. Just explaining kind of, like, how... After the Pumpkins show. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, no, it was before the Pumpkins show. Was it? Yeah. Oh, is that one of your shows? Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. Then after that, I started ah, showing yes. you stuff that I, I didn't have on my board. Well. Yeah. <laughs> it was the first of April. It was the first of May. <laughs> oh my God! I'm glad I went to the bathroom before we started this. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Loris Chevalier. Chevalier. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> we can get deep on so many things. Oh. Go ahead, oh. Hex. So uh, yes, I was I was really blown away with your plan. I really. Uh, I dug it. It had a sound that I was familiar with that I hadn't heard in a while because living out here, it, yeah. uh, you don't hear things that sound like uh, the Orange County area. Yeah, and the thing, too, is that there's, like, what some people call, like, the California sound. Right. And 
when I actually moved out here, it just like heard like a lot of people, oh my God, you sound like Kid, Kid Ramos or this. But it's because it just, that's what I was around right. all the time. And it's the people that I gravitated with and the sound that I liked. So I was actually surprised when I moved to Ohio and, oh my God, nobody sounds like this. Like, is it just me? But it's just one thing I noticed is that there's bands that are focus on the west coast mm-hmm. and they don't come out here and mm-hmm. vice versa yeah there's bands that i found out about moving to ohio that i never heard of in my life and my wife is like you never heard of them i'm like no yeah well how come and i'm like well have you heard of these guys no well there we go it's the <laughs> yeah. same thing it's just like there's like a this i think it's like once you hit texas there's like a disconnect it's like that's where everybody stops yeah so like east coast bands stop in texas and then come back and the same thing on the other side that's fair yeah so yeah well and it's it's interesting because one of the things um that we've heard about uh, my band the valentinos even even out here is like they can't some people haven't been able to put their finger on what that and when john was recording he's like you have a very um i think he just said la yeah, LA sound, which is don't misconstrue that it doesn't mean we sound like Motley Crue or something, yeah. like, which, which is like super LA. But um, there's if you go into the reaches beyond that and you get into like early days, of, you know, like like X and all yeah. that stuff, it's like there, there's just a a, a sound that, that that happens. Yeah, there. it's like when you think about it, it's just like when grunge came out in Seattle, it was the Seattle sound. It's just like it's yeah. like every you know, like geez, like. Back when REM and all that, the Athens, Georgia sound. It's right. just like everything is very like yeah. local to a specific and, and really, area. It's LA, Orange County. I mean, there's a, the oh, yeah. most of it sits in the middle. So everybody, don't get too geographic. Don't throw throw rocks at me because I'm geographically rocksertod.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyhow, so uh, we've established that. Now we've talked a lot about your sound already. Um, what got you into this particular type of of sound? My dad. Okay. Huh. Uh, my dad, pretty much, as long story short, uh, he got drafted. And Baseball? he ended up, oh, I wish. No, he got drafted to the military. Uh. And he got sent to Alaska. So you take a guy from Puerto Rico that's never seen snow and you stick him in Alaska for <laughs> oh four years. Oh, my God. With all, a rifle. Yeah. All my dad did was just listen freeze. to music. <laughs> yeah. So he wouldn't freeze. He'll just sit there and listen to music. And he got into Johnny Cash, Chet Atkins, um, pretty much anything he could get his hands on. Right. Um, Herb Alpert, which I'm like a huge fan. And he brought all those records with them. And there was always music around my house. Um, and it was just him. I think like he listened to more music than do chores and errands around the house. I always remember just like the weekends, it was just music. Mm-hmm. And nice. I don't remember when I figured out I wanted to play guitar. It's just one of those things that I knew. Mm-hmm. And at three years old, I asked my dad, I want a guitar. And he's like, you're too little. It's like I just want a guitar. And I think I saw somebody play guitar at church, something like that. I just knew I liked it. So my dad came home with a toy guitar. Mm -hmm. And he's like, here you go. And I'm like, this is for babies. (laughs) 
I want a guitar, not a toy. So my dad took me to a music store in San Juan. I was born and raised in Puerto Rico. And my dad, we found like a little Spanish guitar made in Spain. And back in, this was in 76, it was $375. So it wasn't cheap. And it was my perfect size. And I just like, this is what I want. And the guy wouldn't sell it to my dad. My dad literally had to beg the guy, please yeah, sell it to like, me. He's going to get trashed. He's like, please sell it to me because he won't shut up about it. And the guy ended up selling it to him. And that's the guitar I, I used um, to learn how to play. Um, there was a lady in our preschool that played guitar too. And she was like our music teacher. So my dad asked her if she could teach me. She's like, well, he's too little. When he turns five, if he wants to play, I'll teach him. Mm-hmm. So my fifth birthday, my dad asked what I wanted, and I told him guitar lessons. And that's pretty much how wow. everything started. Nice. But just my dad's love for music is what got me into it. Plus, he liked to challenge me. Like, when I was in my teenage years and I discovered Iron Maiden Mm-hmm. and Motley Crue and Judas Priest and all that other stuff and of course Eddie Van Halen and I'm like oh my god I need to learn how to do this and mm-hmm. I'll be like in my room um, messing around and my dad will walk by and he knocks at the door he's like what are you doing oh I'm trying to figure this out and he'll go like come here and he'll take me to his little music room and he'll play me a Chet Atkins record mm-hmm. and he and he turns around and he goes like when you play like that come talk to me <laughs> That's that's that was his thing. Wow. Wow. When you can play like that, come talk to me. So years later when I actually recorded KK Downing's like, "Hey, wait a minute, man." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um my uh when I recorded my first uh record with the rockabilly band I had in California, the Southerners, um I played it for him. And at that time my dad had like early stages of Alzheimer, but he can still remember some stuff. And I played the record, and the only thing he said was, you're welcome, and he walked away. Wow. Because he knew the reason why I was playing like that was for all the stuff that he kept showing me as a teenager that I never paid attention. Yeah. It just like it came natural to me because I was around it the whole time. Because you knew the sound, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, did your dad pass? Yes. Yeah, he passed in 2015. Uh, rough. Yeah, miss him every day, but yeah, every time I play, it, it was hit him. Actually, I went to music school for like a little bit, and I wanted to be a marine biologist coming out of high school. And he looked at me, he's like, the hell do you want to do that? You don't even do your homework. <laughs> Dude. He's like, you should be a musician. You know, I you studied spend, marine yeah. biology at Orange Coast College you for see, two there years. You see, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, my dad, my dad literally just looked at me, he's like, all you do is play guitar. Just be a musician. Why the hell do you want to be a marine biologist? You can't even do your homework. Yeah. Wow. And that was pretty much it. He just like he was like super. <laughs> like I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Like musically and doing what I actually like love if it wasn't for him. That's awesome. Nice. It's a good story, man. Thanks. Uh, and. Uh, and yet another strange <laughs> so bizarre yeah it's and the so thing weird. too you know I wanted to study marine biology because I spent most of my time at the beach growing up in Puerto Rico yeah and we had a friend that was a marine biologist 
but like my dad said, it's just like you're not gonna be Jack Cousteau. You're not gonna be out in the ocean. You're gonna be in a freaking lab, making you know taking measurements of how much you know like chemicals are in water and all this. And I'm like, ah, you know what? You're right. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't even know you can actually get a degree in music. So, you know, I was like 15, 16 when I yeah. actually made that that choice. So. Huh. Now, and what do you do uh, just when you're not playing music? What's your sort of role in life right now? I'm a drafter and designer. Okay. And for some weird reason, actually, I was just talking to somebody because we're actually interviewing somebody. Um, and I worked in the interview, and he plays guitar. Cool. And I just like, you know what? For some weird reason, a lot of music, like guitar players, are either drafters or designers or they're in the field. Yeah. Like Brian Setter, he was a drafter, like the uh -huh. old school way, uh -huh. like drawing and stuff like well, that naturally. with pencil. Well, yeah. I mean, can you see Brian's, can you see him on a computer? I don't well, think so. Well, not now. He did that, <laughs> he did that like in the 70s. Yeah. But it just like for some reason is like... Um, I never, you know, when people used to tell me, like in high school, oh, music and math are related. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. It's just like you don't think about it, but it's just like I always think very mathematically. Uh -huh. Even though I sucked at math in school, but as an adult, it's just like everything just kind of like started making making sense. Yeah. Did you, how many times did you take algebra, please? Don't oh, jeez. You, you know what? I probably... Actually, you know what? Let's put it like this. When I went to... So before I went to uh, University of California, Riverside, I went to community college. Uh -huh. They had a class called Mathematics for Liberal Arts Students. Ah! And that's what I took. <laughs> I'm no fool. No siree. I'm going to live it, it, yeah, 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 it, it's actually kind of like there was a yeah. joke on King of the Hill. She's like, oh, I take Algebra 3. Why do you think, oh, my math class is just called math? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> That was me. That's and even crazy. then, I'm like, oh, my God. It's just like, you know, this sucks. But then, as you know, like I said, I got older. And I just like, you know why? It's just like if you start actually like putting math and using like musical reference especially like mm -hmm. theory it's just like oh fractions oh my god if somebody would explain me fractions like this uh -huh. i would have gotten it way back then probably i you know something uh, i just signed up for i bit the bullet and got master class i don't i don't know why i've been waiting so long but i finally signed up for the master class program um out there and i don't know if you guys have all seen it but it's essentially um, the inside inside baseball from like every kind of of possible artistic philosophic um, political all all oh, of the I've, areas. I know, I've seen it because I know Danny Elfman is doing one. Yes, and, and that's like, the one I, I want... started with. Oh, really? I started with it, and it's oh my gosh! I cannot rec recommend this more highly. And we got it for it's so I'm we're not being sponsored or anything, but yeah. Um, it, you can do six devices for 20 bucks a month, and you have it. access. His episode thing alone is like 20 episodes. Wow. Oh, wow. And, and it's all about scoring music for film. Now, I'm not a – I don't score music for film. I actually do put together music for, our, for, for videos in my, yeah. in my day job and stuff. 
not every single day, but often enough. Yeah. Um, but the point is that you're learning, you're learning how people think. You're learning how people solve problems. You're learning how people relate to people that they don't need uh, need to relate to every day. Yeah. Um, how to find creativity, how to find your own voice, how to follow it or how to ignore it. It's like, it is invaluable. Mm. I cannot more highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm going to need it. to check that out. I've been curious about it, but, you know, like whenever you look for information, it's just like you see like clips of it. Yeah. It's like I've never heard anybody that has used it and I, talk I, about exactly what their experience is with it. I'm so excited about it. I just, I can't stop watching it. Um, and the reason I bring that up is because he specifically says, I was terrible in math. Yeah. <laughs> right? And he goes, I hated it. I was terrible at it. And he says, but I loved music. And everybody kept telling me, math is just like music. And I didn't want to hear that. Yeah. You know, and he said that he found his way in that he doesn't need to be great at math. But now understanding music better, there's, you yeah. know, there, there's, there is, he can understand how there is that connection. But you don't have, you, if you're bad at math, that doesn't mean you're going to be bad at music. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Go listen to that, yeah. everybody. No, I, yeah, I actually want to, I want to, because it's interesting. And how was know, my Danny Elfman impression? Did you like <laughs> that, that was actually pretty, especially you, <laughs> yeah. you did the same thing with the hands. <laughs> yeah, and if you follow him on Instagram, dude, he has like a lot of like he he has an obsession with hands. He collects hands. Yes, it's and but he's like such a just listening to him. And actually, I remember one, one time I was listening to Oingo Boingo. And this is when my kids were little, my two boys. And my youngest son is like, why is Jack Skellington singing rock and roll, Dad? And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like what are you talking about? Oh, yes, yep. Danny Elfman. That, yeah. So I had to explain it to him. I, now, I had to yeah. explain that to people here. Because I was, <laughs> I was, I'm like, oh, you got to listen to this. And it's Danny Elfman. Yeah. And they're like, who's that? Uh, wait, he does the, the the, and I was like, yeah, 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 and and I realized Boingo Boingo was a very, it's At, it's very West Coast. Yeah, thing. people have no idea what it is out here. Yeah, it's which is crazy to think about because growing up in Southern California, yeah, Boingo Boingo was like huge the stuff. And on Halloween, they used to do a concert in downtown Irvine Meadows. Yeah, and no, before they started doing it in Hollywood. Oh, like on at, the street. At, at the, um, no, not on the Palladium. It was like outside, like outdoor, uh, but it was like right on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. And then they started doing series. But when I moved to L.A. in 1990, yeah, you know, like they were like K-Rock darlings. Yeah. Which K-Rock is like the big alternative station yeah. down in L.A. It's just like to the point that they will have K-Rock nights at bars. Or yeah. like somebody will like, oh, what kind of music do you listen to? And they will answer, I listen to K-Rock music. Which yeah. to me was just strange. And I'm like, K-Rock music, what the hell is that? Then I understood it's just, just music. It's just like the culture that gravitated. Right. Well, you either were, you were either one of three people. You were either KLOS. Yeah. You were either KNAC. Or you were, you were either K-Rock. K-Rock, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, enough about that. Yeah. Well, I was, you know, the thing that always stuns me is when you think about in the last probably 30, 40 years, I would say half of the films 
have been scored by either Danny Elfman from Oingo Boingo or Mark Mothersbaugh from DJ. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, how did these guys go from that to this? Yeah. And, and, and it's, and, it's amazing. And, and, and the thing is that the Danny Elfman is so interesting because he, you know, like Steve Bartek is the guitar player for Oingo Boingo. Well, he Steve scores Bartek, with him. He's, well, he actually writes the scores, the charts for the, you know, like for the musicians to yeah. play it. Mm. Because it's, it's an orchestrator. Yeah, it's mm. like it's it's just crazy because you know they're still working together, but it's like he pretty much just composed stuff on the keyboard, sing something, and there's Steve Bartek behind him just writing yeah. all the parts and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like it just. I remember the first time I heard Oingo Boingo, how precise everything is. So tight. It's just like the rhythms, but when you. Th- think about it and you know like the musicians behind it it helps you understand it's just like these are like educated guys playing rock and roll yeah and it actually and just created you know like their own sound because yeah. nobody sounds like Oingo Boingo no and yeah. same thing for Devo with Mark yeah. Mothersbaugh oh yeah they were just so out there yeah and, and but yeah it, it is amazing and you know you talk about like guitar players scoring things uh most many people don't know that Mick Ronson yeah did all, all of the orchestra all, yeah. all of the orchestration for all the early Bowie stuff yeah, yeah. well and specifically the the spiders era well spiders era yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, sorry yeah. um anyways hey, there you go music everybody go get yeah. some okay so how did you end up in 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 uh, Cleveland Ohio uh, oh wait I'm well, gonna do something right now hey everybody I so when I signed up for masterclass I got three. I hope, hopefully they haven't. The time hasn't run out. I got three, um, uh, like you know, uh, like little codes and little stuff codes like, yeah. that I can give away. <clears throat> ah, all right. Yeah, send it to me. Okay. I'm, yeah. Tony's or, uh, uh, Hex yeah. is going to get one, and I have one left. So, if I haven't given it away, if you want that, just shoot me an email or DM me, and and I'll um, and I'll um, I'll pa- see what um, I can do on um, um, Patreon.com. No, yes. that's a, you can put it on rocks for Todd. Right. Yeah. Okay. And, nice. and I don't even know yeah. what, what the discount is, but hey, it's out there. And it's I'm willing, worth something. I, I'm yeah. willing to share that with you. Yeah, and I'm no, just going to drive really cool. up to Cleveland and watch it with Hex. There yeah. you go. Perfect. All right. Let's get back to you uh, and your stuff. Now, how did you fall in love with the Vox? Um, how do I fall in love with the Vox? I've always loved that sound. I just didn't know what that sound was. Mm. And I'm actually gonna like backtrack into like a little. Um, so when I started playing music, I actually played in a rocking Spanish band because that's the only band I could find. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like by accident. But I started, you know, like messing around with pedals, and I think like the first amp that I actually had was I think it was like a Crate GX80. I don't even know if that's like a... That sounds but that about th- right. Yeah, yeah, but that thing was like, you know, you can run pedals through it and stuff like that. I didn't know that was, a, you know, like a so-so entry-level amp. But when I actually like started getting better and getting more stuff, I just gravitated to Fender. And because to me, that was just like... You know, especially being in California and Fender, right. being from there, it's just like Fender's everywhere. 
And after that, I started playing in a new wave band. Mm -hmm. So I needed to have just like clean headrooms. So everything was pretty much just based around Fender. But I always had, what the hell is that sound that I hear on my head? It just like, like I will like listen to Edge. Mm-hmm. Playing some stuff, and I just like, oh my god! It just and, and my thing when I think I said this in the box episode. He's just like, what's that pedal that he's using? Mm-hmm. And not the delay, is that overdrive? Mm-hmm. And it's just the box cranked up. Mm-hmm. So one of my friends, my friends Thomas, he actually bought an AC30, and he um, plays in a band with my wife, The Torment. And they did a show. They open up for um, the Whiskey Daredevils, and he comes and with his. Your, that's yeah, the band that that's you're the in. That's the band Whiskey I'm in Daredevils. now. He, um, he puts it on stage, takes out the cover, plucks it in, and he plays one chord. That's and the I song. remember I was like sitting. I still remember exactly. It's like when you meet like the love of your life. That's the exact same thing that happened with that amp. He just like little just play one chord. And I'm like, that's the sound that I've heard all my head mm. this whole time. Cool. And that's pretty much, I just, I bought an AC30 that same week. Then when uh, the Daredevils toured Germany and Belgium, and they rented an AC30 out there. So I actually got to play with it like every single night and get used to it and see what I can do with it. And it's been my amp ever since actually i came back from europe and found an ac15 and bought it just because i'm like i need something lighter for different things and it's just like i just can't get away from that it's just like it's my favorite sound it's just like i know if my pedal board breaks i can just plug straight in and it has the sound yeah that's cool probably turn it to the wall so it doesn't blow anybody's head <laughs> off. But it's just like it does everything that I want it to do. Mm-hmm. If I want it clean, I can clean it up. If I want it dirtier, I can. You know, it's one thing. Like fenders are great amps. But to me, it's like they're just good for one thing. Mm. And it's clean. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. And I used to play like Hot Rod DeVille's. So you can imagine, you know, like you can't. I had one of those for a hot minute. Actually, I used one of those for like a long time. Actually, I used to run two. Don't ask me why. Wow. But, and. Yeah, that doesn't seem like that fits what you do so much. Uh, not now. Back yeah. then when I was actually like <clears throat> playing like a, in a full-on rockabilly band, it yeah. worked great. Because I like just used like a tube screamer just to dirty it up like a little bit. Hold on. There we go. There you go. There we go. Yeah, to dirty it up a little bit. Yeah. It worked great. But I didn't want to depend on just, you know, like that overdrive. Yeah. It's just like I just like the way the amp, you know, because those amps, if you, you need to put them past four just to get them to have a good sound. Yeah. And that's almost impossible. Yeah. You know, Uh, you can never go freaking anywhere and just like... And anything past four is like almost too loud. Yeah, and actually, before I got the Vox, I used to play to uh, Vibrolux, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and that thing you turn the volume all the way down, and you can still hear it. Yeah, you can actually play chords, and you can. And one of my friends told me, "Oh, there's like a mod you can." You know, like, 
him. Yeah, what's the point of? Yeah, yeah what's so the I point of? I gotta turn my amp down to zero and have a mod. <laughs> yeah, and I actually used to use a baffle, and it was still loud. Wow. So. So hex, we know you love Vox amplifiers. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the guitars that you use? Uh, pretty much always been a Fender Gretsch guy. I'm starting to dabble into Gibsons. For some reason, it just like it's like Fender and Gretsch were just something that you know. Going back to my dad being a Chet Atkins fan, mm-hmm. it just like right away, yeah. just like Gretsches, and then you know I discovered the Stray Cats in the late '80s. Yeah, and Gretsch was always like right there, and Telecasters. I always like how they look. It's funny because like one of the first guitar I ever owned, electric, and I wish I still had that guitar. It was a Honor Les Paul Classic copy. Mm. It freaking looked like um, what's the guitar player for Cinderella, Tom, uh, Tom Kiefer. Mm. That white with the black pickguard. It would just it looked exactly like a Les Paul. But it just said Honor on top. It just wanted those like lawsuit guitars. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it was heavier than hell. It just like you know like and back when I was 14 when I got it, I was like 130 pounds wet. Yeah. <laughs> so that get and then it came. I remember it came with a strap that looked like a shoelace because it was so freaking. And I'm like, how did people do this? <laughs> and I had that guitar for a long time. And then after that. When I moved to California, so wait, you I don't up, have that guitar oh, anymore. Oh, dude, I wish I had it. If I if I had it right now, it would be like I wouldn't, because I don't even know how much those things are worth now. You know what they say about that? What? Well, let's ask Tom Kiefer. Don't know what you can exactly till it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and actually, I had uh, my dad bought me a '65. Re, uh, deluxe reverb and that was my amp and I remember wow. and we're like yeah. where's the distortion sound you know you're a kid you don't know you know about pedals you're nobody know this stuff so when we moved to California we left some stuff in Puerto Rico that my uncle was gonna ship so I asked then when I moved to California I knew what I had and I just like oh my god I need to get this amp back and call my uncle oh and I knew as soon as he said oh I knew it, it wasn't good. He's like, oh, my uncle is a teacher, and he took it to school to use it as a oh, PA boy. and sat it on top of a chair. And some genius kept walking with the microphone, and the oh, amp no. did a face plant on the floor. He's like, oh, it stopped working, so I threw it away. <gasps> I'm still mad about that. Uh, and he's he, like, didn't, he didn't come. Well, he's a teacher. No, he, yeah. well, and the thing is that he would have said, hey, you know what? This broke. That's yeah. not a problem. That can be fixed. Yeah. No, he's like, oh, it doesn't work anymore. At the trash you go. Oh, my. Jeez. So um, what, what's your, your, your current guitar my lineup? My current guitar lineup right now is the main guitar I use with the Daredevils is a 2011 Fender Calibration Cabernita um, that I picked up in Nashville um, the weekend I got married. So that one is actually called Honey Out of Honeymoon. Mm. Plus, I actually, there's, yes. a, there's something that people don't know. I named my guitars after Bond Girls. 
So they all have, <laughs> they all have, all for right. example, I have like my white Telecaster that you d- built a pit guard for it. Yeah. That one is pussy galore. Ah. I call her Miss Galore. <laughs> Miss right. galore. That's why I had, you know, like you just had to look just, then um, Money Penny is my Gretsch, okay. the, <laughs> the anniversary. Okay. Because it wasn't cheap. So it's just, you know, yeah. for example, the Gretsch that I actually brought, the Duo Jet. That one is called Vesper. Out of Vesper, I was just going to ask you which one's Vesper. That one. Okay. Um, and that's I had, the black Duo Jet. Yeah. Um, but the Cabernita is honey, and that guitar is like I found it in Nashville, and it was funny because I told my wife we need to go to Guitar Center because it was the only close place I couldn't go to Grooms or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm gonna see if I can find a used guitar. We walked in, she goes to the bathroom, and I saw the headstock and the body. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it's probably like a Mexican Cabernita. Yeah. Then I'm, oh, hold on a second. It has TV Jones on them. I picked it up, and I see what it is, and then I see 800 bucks. Mm. I told the guy, just give me a cable. I plugged it in, played a chord, all right. I'm done. She comes out of the bathroom. I say, okay, I'm going to pay for this. What? <laughs> You've only been in here for 10 minutes and you're, yeah, that's it. And I want to leave. It's just like I've been wanting this guitar forever and just to find it and for that price. Yeah. And which, what color is that one? It's black. Is that, so that, is that the one you threw the sparkle guard on? Yeah. Thanks so, to Tony. He furnished yeah. like a, a nice little sparkle Silver sparkle. Silver sparkle. Yeah. Yeah. So what was funny is when we played our show together at uh, Rumba, Mm -hmm. um, when I I was out there watching, I at least five or six people go, is that that your guitar? Because you had (laughs) yellow lights on you. I don't know if you do it. Oh, yeah. And it looked like a gold. It looked like, and and I had just... Posted a bunch of pictures of like, hey, look, yeah. I got a Cabernet with a black, black Cabernet with a gold pick card. It was kind of cool. Going like, oh, that's what those look like up, up there. Yeah, no, they're freaking like perfect. And what I like about the pick guards is just, it's like, I don't know if this is the right, they're meatier than the standard pick guard. It's like it has some body and some mm-hmm. girt. Just like Tony. So like, <laughs> Body and girth. That's me. That's my other new band. Body and girth. But, but spe- especially the gold one that you built me for. I've always liked how like white Telecaster yeah. look with the white, the gold anodized pickguard. Yeah. But I don't like those metal things. Yeah. It's just like I actually thin. bought one and then like you go like you scratch them and then there's like nail marks on it. Yeah. And yeah. I'm. I get like a little bit too um, OCD when it comes to my stuff, and the one you built is freaking perfect. It's just like I I love just how it looks because that's how I wanted that guitar to look from the beginning. I, so one of the things that if we can just pimp Tony here really quick, sure. I think one of the things that I appreciate about it is that yes, you have great materials that you can't you really can't yes. find in other places. Also, I've seen you when you build them it's one thing to say oh okay i cut a piece of plastic all right fine but the finish on them you know with the 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 polishing the edges and doing all that stuff man that's the extra touch of of artistry that makes it nice yeah Yeah. 
But um, and then just I like think, Tony, that's right. Yeah. And last time I think you you also had uh, was it a Reverend baritone? Yes, that's that's another one. Actually, uh, that one is a Reverend Pete Anderson East Cider, and I found a place in Texas they had a Gold Sparkle one. Uh, I think they only made like twelve just for that particular store, and I love that guitar. It's like it just has that cool twangy you know like baritone sound plus it has a twang bar yeah which now, is even better do you find it difficult going uh back and forth between baritone scale and and standard scale i found it difficult writing on it and trying to explain to somebody else what the chord progression is because i go by sound mm-hmm. so i'm like okay you know like on a regular guitar this would be g but no, it's not G. I think it's like E or something like that. No, it's D. Mm. So just having to, because automatically when you're playing with people, they just look at your hands. Yeah. So they're yeah. like, oh, he's playing in G. No, it's not G. And I'm sitting there counting, and I'm like. Yeah. Yeah. Just make this sound, dog. So, yeah. so is it tuned? What's what's the? It's tuned to B. B. Okay. Yeah, so, so, okay. So it's yeah. full step down. Yeah. And actually, those guitars were made to be tuned to C. Like, when you get those guitars originally, they come with lighter baritone strings. Interesting. And I tried tuning it to B because the stuff that I was writing was on B. And I'm like, man, these strings are floppy. So I ended ah. up finding, and the thing is that they have locking tuners on it. So you can't just get regular baritone strings and they don't go through the tuner. So I actually found some, I think they're Ernie Balls, that they have the same, you know, like the baritone consistency, but they're a little bit thinner. Mm. And I can actually do bands and stuff like that, which with regular baritone strings, there's no way in hell you can do pedal steel um, bands or anything like that with it. So it's, it's a very versatile guitar. Nice. Strangely, I think it would be really interesting uh, to hear you work a slide into that. You see, now now you're starting the, you know, like like the the little thoughts. And we're like, huh. Yeah. That sounds actually pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty much like I just started integrating my Gresh Duo Jet. I use that a lot more when I play with 45 Spider. And for, 45 Spider is is the second band that um, that I'm playing in, where my wife is the drummer. Uh huh. So it's actually like pretty cool. Actually, just going to shows and just like spending all the time with her yeah. and loading her drum kit into my. <laughs> She's you know, a cool like, cat. She's a real cool <laughs> into cat. Into my truck before uh, I get like, yes. oh, I have to worry about this. Oh, now I have yeah. this. But it's fun. You know, it's a fun group of people, and I have a blast playing with them. So what, so, kind, of, what kind of stuff is that? It's garage rock. Right on. So lots of fuzz, which is one of the main things for some reason. Um, filtered trons are not known to love fuzzes. Uh-huh. Well, look at Jack uh, Jack White. Yeah. That's all he's using now. So I actually saw him and I just like, hmm, let me try that. And for some reason, fuzz boxes love filter trons. Yeah. Don't know why. Well, they're hum canceling for one thing and they're low output. Yeah. Uh, but they still, you know, like if you turn around, you get that yeah. feedback. And, and yeah. they're not like, when I started playing with them, I was using my Strat. 
because my friend Thomas well, used to play problem, with right them, and he recorded with a Strat. So me, just like I'm one of those, you know, like if I like to put my own things into like projects, but if there's something already there and it works, yeah. there's no point of messing with it. And I just look, oh, I think I can do a, but now that's BS. You know, yeah. like if it sounds right the first time, just take the time and just like, it's kind of like you're paying homage to whoever, Sure. you know, like you're either replacing or, and that's one thing that I did with the Daredevils as well. It just like, you know, yeah, like that you're not song. the original guitarist. No. Yeah. No, I'm the third guitar player. No, fourth. Because okay. when they started, they had two guitar players and one left. Then um, that guy pretty much like all the, the first records, and then they got somebody else. Yeah. So when it was my time to actually like play with them, it's just like, oh, my God. You know, like that's a cool song, but it needs to sound like that song. Yeah. So that's when I started experimenting with more overdrives and more things because the sound is pretty much straightforward. Yeah. It's just certain songs need like different yeah not you know, heavy like, doses either just yeah just, just like a little bit and the way i use overdrives too is just to push the amp is not to color it so my main sound is not the pedal the pedal is just adding like a little bit to the sound of the box right which is what i like about boxes because for example when i played fender it's just like if i had an if i had like a um, dirty sound it was a pedal. It was not the amp. Yeah. Now it's the other way around. It's mostly the amp. The overdrives, they're just adding just yeah. like a little bit of So So it'll be interesting to hear. I, I loaned you a bunch of pedals this yes. tonight. And, and the, the Copper Sound Gravity Bomb, which is a, 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 it's a boost, but it's got a mid-hump uh, option on it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to try that out. Yeah. Well... Next we can, of course, talk for hours about this, as uh, people who are close to both of us know. So yeah. um, we'll, we'll continue doing that uh, off air. But um, yeah. we need to round third and head home. Tony, Absolutely. how are we doing that? Well, we're going to do a segment we love to call, Would You Rather? That's, man, you, you came in strong with the, yeah. give me some of this. Can you, can you do can I can you, actually do this. Do that. Okay, do Would the, you rather? With a little Puerto Rican accent. There go. <laughs> yes. There you go. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. How would you say that in uh, in Espanol? <sighs> Without using bad words? I don't know. Let's see. Would you rather? I can't think of it. Okay. Because I don't. Because I don't well, even lose translation of that. Because well, uh, the thing is that we don't we don't use that kind of terminology. We're just kind of like. Either you do it or you don't. There's never. Will you rather do this or do that? Is so like you're either Jedi's. you do. Yeah, you either you. Yeah, <laughs> either you do it or you don't. Okay, these are not the droids you're looking yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this week's would you rather? Yes. You know what we're bringing back? No. The world's favorite time machine yes i love oh, the time machine time machine time machine bring it back the time machine you know that i've actually have thought about this man if i had if i could actually get on a time machine and go down 60s yeah 50s 
That's a whole other show. I yes. know. Save it. Save it's it. Like, yeah. Save it. Because what you're going to do is you're going to hop in your time machine back to, uh, say, 1970. Okay. Okay. Now. Not a good year for Telecasters, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Most guitars in general. Okay. So this is kind of an interesting tweak because you're going to purchase two guitars that are somewhat iconic. Those and the third guitar. Did you say purchase? <laughs> purchase. <laughs> You're going to find Billy Zoom's 1955 Gretsch Silverjet. Ooh. And you're going to own it. Okay. Not Billy. You're also going to find Brian Setzer's 1959 Gretsch 6120, the orange one. Smoke. I think that's the name of it. It might be. Yeah. And just for kicks, you're also picking up a brand spanking new 1970s Fender Strat. Ooh. <laughs> now. I just keep thinking of the three bolts. Why is this good? <laughs> this is okay. what we're getting to the good part. All right. Because you now have the choice of making or breaking two iconic guitarists careers so you're there's billy zoom okay of x fame yes and brian setzer of stray cats fame yes and brian setzer orchestra and brian yeah, setzer even orchestra. more so yeah so you're back in the time what machine. does the strat have to do with it well yeah. okay all right, all right. <laughs> yeah so you, uh, this is the would you rather part. So okay. You're back in the machine. Stop number one. You're in 1980 London. Okay. And just uh, an aside note, uh, in 1980, what were the Stray Cats sold all of their instruments so that they could have airfare to get to London. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, yeah. you happen to be walking down in the street, the street. Yeah. and you run into a gentleman by the name of Brian Robert Setzer, uh-huh. who's looking for a guitar. Uh-huh. Now, option one is you can give him his Gretsch 6120, the orangey, uh-huh. or the Strat. Uh-huh. A little side note, Brian Setzer used to play a Strat with the Bloodless Pharaohs. Which is the band that kind of like he had that band with his brother yeah. that played drums, and when they split up, um, Lee Rocker and Slim Jim were friends with his brother, so uh-huh. he kind of like snaked them from there. But he yeah, and there's pictures. It's weird just seeing him with a pump with, with a with a sunburst strap. Nice. Well, this actually makes it makes it more interesting. Okay. Though. Okay. So that's our your option. You can give Brian Setzer uh-huh. the uh, Gretsch sixty one twenty, yeah, or a Strat. Uh huh. Stop number two is nineteen seventy seven Los Angeles. Yeah. And uh, you run into a gentleman by the name of uh, Ty Kindle, uh-huh. also known as <laughs> Billy Zoom. And you can give Billy his. Gretsch Silverjet uh-huh. or the Strat. Uh-huh. Now, I would say both of these guitar players, I'm sure at some point in time played Strats, and both of them are capable of making a Strat sound pretty yeah, good. They could make a shovel sound However, good. However, 
you know, you're talking about changing the stylistically. Yeah. And the styles. I mean, you, you, when you when you think about how, you know, you, can you play rockabilly on a on a strat? Yeah, yeah I guess you yeah, can. Yeah, you can. You know, can you play uh, hardcore hardcore rocka rocka psychobilly? Punkabilly. Punk yeah, Punkabilly. You can do it on a strat, but will it be the same? So, these are your two would you rather's. You can go and give Brian Setzer his 6120, or you can give Billy his silver jet. Okay. And the the and and the the loser in this case gets the strat. <laughs> well, naturally. Well, and the thing too is that you just went on a time machine. Mm-hmm. So you already know what these two players have done with their right. instruments. Right. Ah, uh, but see, when you mess with the time-space continuum, different things oh, yeah. happen. But I already know how they sound with their stuff, so I wouldn't have the heart to give them a strap. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to choose. So I have you to have choose. to choose. Okay. okay I will wait, 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 wait. You go first. I go first. Tanya. I am going now. I was unaware that the sets are actually played one. Yeah. Now, were they doing rockabilly in that in that band? Yes. Too? Okay. So, there you go. So I think, and as I said earlier, either one of these guys can make sure. a, san- a strat sound good. Yeah. Uh, I I I love Billy Zoom and and his persona with the silver spray painted biker jacket and silver jet. I mean, I've got to give Billy the silver jet. And sorry, Brian, I'm giving you the strat, but who knows? Maybe you can play back with your brother again. Yeah. All right. Hex. I'm actually going to go with giving Setzer his Gretsch. What? It's just, you know, here, I just showed you a picture where he looked like playing with a strat. He looks funny, even though that's what he actually, you know, he started. But it just, that's his sound. Yeah. Just, you know, Gretsch and a bass man can't beat that. All, All right. right. Well, I mean, this is no contest. I'll, t- I'll take the Strat because I can just resell it <laughs> out yeah. here and yeah, get, the, what, like no, 30 the, grand? Yeah. No, oh, no, the, not for a 70s Strat, though. Yeah, but I remember when yeah. you couldn't give 70s fenders away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, this isn't even a contest, Tony. Yes, I, I'm giving it to. I'm giving Billy his his Gretsch, of course. Okay, for sure. The silver jet. Yeah, you're not going to give him the sixty-one twenty. Why would I give him that? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. No, you can keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a that's that was a fun one. It yeah. was yeah. kind of fun. It's yeah. and you can alter the course of history. Yeah. Sure. I love the time machine. You know. I know. Actually, now that you said that, I remember when um, I saw Back to the Future and Marty was actually playing that Gibson. Yeah. And then somebody's just like, that that Gibson wasn't around in 53. <laughs> yeah, it was It was actually yeah. the, the, the wrong Whoops. thing. And I'm like, never thought about that. Mm-hmm. Neither did the prop guy. No. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to thank a few people, Tony. Well, you know, Todd, we do as soon as I can find it on my phone. Where the hell is it? There it is. Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of that, um, I was talking with uh, one of our favorite people, Mark Paget. Paget, yes. yes. uh, Who has been a great supporter of the show. Um, 
And he said it would be really cool to hear what the people think. What what is the answer that uh, that our listeners would would say to that? Oh yeah. yeah. And we've mentioned that before, but maybe it just needs to be a little bit more official. So officially, please tell us what you would do. Just, yeah. You can DM me or you can e- email me. Either way, it's going to work great. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to hear what you think. Even comments on Instagram. And, and why? Because you guys always advertise the show. Yeah. So. Put it in the comment section for the episode. Absolutely. Yeah. Please do that. Well, thank you, Todd. That's an excellent idea. Yeah. And I hope. And don't forget to throw in some would you rathers, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, All by the, good the way, stuff. if you if you do that, if you uh, comment. We'll bring it up again. This is this was Mark's suggestion. I'm like, yeah, man, you you know that's that sounds like a great idea. Um, we'll pick one or two and and uh, share those before we do the Would You Rather next time. All right, I cool. love it. Fair play. All right, go ahead. Well, at this point of the show, there's a special group of people we love to thank. These are our executive producers. Now, executive producer makes this show possible. How you know? How do you become one? Well. Todd? You got to go to Patreon forward slash the guitar knobs. Patreon.com. Yeah. Forward slash the guitar knobs. That's right. And you can check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become mm-hmm. a sponsor, a hero of the podcast. I'm sending out a whole bunch of new packages this weekend. Yeah. Nicely done. Yep. Yeah, um, and they're good packages too. It's not like you're going to get like a sticker and that's it. No, yeah. It's like, this yeah, is serious stuff. Yeah, it, it is serious stuff. Yeah, that was very. I was very impressed. Up. Thank yes. you, thank you. So each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts, as we alluded to. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more, Jared. What is that? Get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers: Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi. Mike D, Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemolero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, yeah, it is, bro. I, I said it right. All right. Good I, for you. I get gold star for me. <laughs> Put it on the calendar. Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. Heck yes. Thank you all so Thank very much. Thank you. But, you know, Todd, there's another special group. I, I do. We call them our Grand Poobas. Indeed. And these fine We're sitting folks, in front of one. Yes. Yeah. And we are in presence. Now, we did give him a pass. He's not wearing his fez, as by law he's required to yes. do. I sent him a picture of mine, yeah. But, uh, but when he listens to this one, if he wears it... Yeah. We'll wipe the slate clean. Oh, I'll, I'll wear it. So special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Igreda, David Kaminga, Brandon Wound Pickups, Michio Murakishi, Brob, Brob, Brob? No, it's Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. S-a. 
David Poe, Billy Spitfire, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, Matt Hart, and who could forget the one, the only... Hex Metal. Thank you very much for having me here, guys. You better believe it, man. This was fun. A, a good little stroll through memory lane. That's awesome. nice. Especially stuff I thought I forgot I actually remember. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, speaking of that, um, where can people find the things that you are doing in the world? Uh, you can actually find me on social media. At, here, hold the paper up in front of uh, that so you there get the microphone go. in front of you. I, I, I am old. I actually have to write stuff so I don't forget. So Instagram and Twitter um, at Rocking Hex, and I guess I have a thread account which I forgot about, which is the same thing. I don't yeah. post anything on it. Nobody but does. That's fine. I know. <laughs> it's, it's just there for decoration, and you can actually find my bands like Whiskey Daredevils. You can go to www.whiskeydaredevils.com. You can find us on iTunes and Spotify and Pandora, and you can actually listen to our latest release, which is called Good Times. Nice. And my other band, 45 Spider, you can actually find them on Facebook, facebook.com, 45 Spider. Also, the 45spider.bandcamp.com page. And you can also find us on iTunes and Spotify also as 45 Spider. All right. Nice. I like it. Uh, Tony. Head over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I do. Then I've got some things available you can actually order online. But by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do, what you need. And I'll uh, I'll make it for you. Indeed, you will. Uh, you can email me at Todd at theguitarnobs.com or DM me on Instagram at guitarnobs. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you can also check out my band, The Valentinos, our new release, uh, which is called Hands Tied. Um, check that out. I it's thought a, it was Hans Tied. Uh, I we thought it was Hawk Tied. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we're asked we're going to be releasing three more <laughs> this uh, as the summer rolls along into the fall. Um, and uh, also, if you have an HX Stomp, or you got a uh, even tied H90, yeah, or a couple other things, or all three, or all yeah. three, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, Go get yourself a stomper and protect your knobs. Protect your Go knobs. Effects.com and get yourself a stomper. I promise it will make your feet feel better when you're pressing those buttons. Nice. It'll make your life easier, too. You don't have to reset all your stuff every There you time. go. It's the cheapest insurance you'll find. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Cheaper we, than the general? <laughs> <laughs> the general! We want to say, uh, wish you were here to to Jared and Rob and Billy, uh, but we will carry on, shall we? Yes, yes we my, shall. My wayward sons. All right. Uh, hey, everybody, have a fantastic guitar week and subscribe! Yeah. That was good. Well, I thought it was. It was actually fun. Just talking about actually, my what, dad. What do you mean, actually fun? Huh? I'd stay like about. Like, about that far away, you're there good. There we go. Cool. Yeah. Billy likes to do this. I know. <laughs> he hey, he sounds like that, too. I say, get... Uh-huh. <laughs> See, a lot of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is R-rated, so I know this is a PG show. Yes. So. Oh, I actually know a bunch of Foghat songs. Yeah, you Look do. at me. Uh, just giving us a audio... Now, you need visual. to... Yeah, you need to get one of those. I like, need one of those things. Then I'd have to reach for it and be too yeah. late. We had we tried a couple of different things, but that but I think the work. clap works. Yeah, I remember the last time it was actually funnier listening to it on the 
you Tony's know, got a home. lot of experience with the clap. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beep, beep. It's, a TV it's like he, he, he likes that Stephen Wright kind of freaking tone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just like. I have to get some new glasses because of the prescription right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was just, I was looking at something, but it was the old freaking Microsoft Vista background with that little hill. And a door opens, and it's Beyonce in a dress, and she comes out and starts frolicking and then falls face flat on her face. And that's when I woke up. Wow. And I just had the weirdest dream ever. <laughs> and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash theguitarnobs. Visit our website at theguitarnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at guitarnobs. Catch you next time.